Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. Now, we are in the middle of a message series called A Place to Call Home. And last week when we started this series, we talked about the idea of what it means to be home or what what home is for you. And we talked about how home can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Sometimes a particular place feels like home. For some of us, home means back where we grew up or where we're from or where our extended family is. And so what I want to do today is dig a little bit further into that idea. And I want to talk about the power of making a decision to be home. I was doing some research this week on the power of decision-making, and I I came upon a lot of, uh, of, uh, I don't know what the word is, gurus, a lot of people who are like, uh, you know, want, want to help you become better influencers, that kind of thing. And it was very interesting to see how the power of a decision makes its way into a lot of this, a lot of the different ways to improve your life. Now, last week, I talked about how there's some of us that when we go to an Airbnb or a hotel when we're traveling, there's some of us that just open up the suitcase and get what we need and never take the stuff out of the suitcase. And there's some of us who open up the suitcase and empty the suitcase into the drawers of the hotel and put, the, you know, put your hangers up and put your shoes nice and neat in the closet, which you don't do at home, but for some reason you do it in a hotel, or I do anyway. Well, today... What I, want, what I want us to think about is like, try to think about the last time you moved. Last time you moved from an apartment to a house, house to apartment, apartment to an apartment, whatever it was, the last time you moved. There was one time we were helping a friend of ours, Michaela. We were helping her move. And she was the kind of person, she said, she, she was telling us this, that she moved into an apartment or a duplex or whatever it was. And before she went to bed that night, so she said she was up till like 2 or 3 in the morning. Before she went to bed that night, not only did all the furniture need to go where it needed to go, but all of the the pictures and things she was going to hang on the walls, those were all up on the walls before she went to bed. Now, maybe that's a little obsessive, and she probably wouldn't argue with that. But the whole idea for her in her head was, I want to feel at home. I want this to feel like home as fast as possible. If this is going to be home, then I want it to feel like home. And what helps her, in this, in her example anyway, what helps her to feel like it is home? And that is putting all the things on the walls, having everything where it needs to go, so you don't feel like you're living in the temporary. And that's what I want to talk about today. What I want to challenge you with today is what areas of your life, what places do you go, what uh, uh, situations are you in, where are you at spiritually where you feel like, well, I'm just kind of here temporarily. And what would happen with the power of a decision to decide to be home? Maybe for you, maybe it's not, uh, it's not moving, maybe, or maybe it's a new job. And maybe you tell yourself, how many times have you told yourself with a new job or a new place or uh, maybe you're going to school or a, a friendship or whatever, uh, this is just temporary. I'm just here until something better comes along. Maybe you said that with a job. I know I have. I'm here until somebody pays me more money and sees my true worth, right? I'm just living here for now. I don't, 
live here permanently. A lot of students might say that, you know, coming to Texas State, a lot of students might say, well, this isn't home, this is just where I live. <laughs> this is where I live temporarily, I'm here temporarily. And I wonder what would change about your life if that particular situation or that place or that person, what would change about your life if you said, well, I am going to decide to be at home in this. I'm going to decide to, this is where I go to church. I'm going to decide to where this is where I shop. This is where I get groceries. This is going to be my community of people. This is going to be where I work. Maybe not forever, but for now. So I'm going to decide to be here for now. There's something that changes within us. There's something that changes within our minds when we say, okay, even if it's not forever, this is what it's going to be for now. I know sometimes, does anybody have a hard time making a decision? A little bit of indecisiveness in your life? A few people? Okay. Just the, so let me, let me tell you, let me give you an example of one of the most stressful moments of your life. Okay, we're going to a restaurant. And the server comes up and the server says, do you guys know what you'd like to eat? And people who are indecisive are like, oh my gosh. I, I've already been looking at the menu for 20 minutes before I got here online and now I'm looking at it now and it just seems different. I don't know why. And uh, my wife, Amber, she's not indecisive necessarily until we go to a restaurant, and then she always asks me this question. Tell me if y'all have heard this question or if you're the question asker of this. She looks at me and she says, what do you think I want? <laughs> Does anybody ask that to the people they're going to dinner with? What do you think I want? And I always answer the same way. How could I possibly know what you want to eat? And this is a little hack for uh, all you guys and gals out there. It's not a husband hack. It's just a, a hack with someone. If somebody asks you two different things, should I eat this or should I eat this? You know what I do? No matter what, should I wear this or should I wear this? Do, I, I, do you like this shoes? Do you like this shoes? I always choose the second one. Always. And I even told Amber, I'm always going to choose the second one of whatever you give me. So that's just, that's just for free. That has nothing to do with Jesus. That's just for your relationship and your life. So there's something about, just in that little example of going to a restaurant, you don't know what you're going to eat, but once you finally decide, there's a little bit of relief, right? There's a little bit of relief when you finally decided what you want or, or what you wanted to drink at a coffee shop, whatever it is. Some of us are so frozen by making the wrong decision. Maybe you're like that. You feel like, well, I don't want to make the wrong decision about this situation, about where this place to live or this place to work or this food to order or this coffee to get. I don't want to make the wrong decision, so I'll take a little bit more time or I'll avoid the decision as much as possible. Maybe that describes you. And I want to challenge you today what would happen? I don't, I, you don't need to change the way you live and you need, to make a, you need to become a strong decision maker right away, but I want you to at least think about and explore the idea of how your life could change, how, your, how you could set yourself up for growth spiritually, mentally, physically. If you said, I'm going to decide to be home. I'm going to decide that this is my situation for now. Maybe it won't be forever, but it is for now. And I'm going to decide to be in the moment, to be here. Now, there's a particular verse I want to look at today where I, I, I feel like I see this concept there, this idea. And it's going to be in the book of Jeremiah. Now, if you're not familiar with the Bible, Jeremiah was one of the prophets. And the prophets, it always seemed like they were giving bad news, but it wasn't always bad. 
It just started off as bad, and then there was good news at the end. And we're going to read in Jeremiah 29. Now, this is towards the later part of this collection of writings of Jeremiah. And what had happened was, if you look at the Old Testament, it always seems like God is upset at Jerusalem. God is always upset at his people. And in this particular place, that's what happens. God is upset. Doesn't like the way they have been living. He says, you're going to be in exile. You're going to be exiled. You're going to be kicked out of your land. And Jeremiah, he's delivering this news. Jeremiah's like, y'all, we got to change our ways. That's how they said it in Jerusalem, y'all. Y'all, we got to change our ways. We got we to change the way we are worshiping God. And nobody was listening. And Jeremiah said, okay, well, then here's what's going to happen. We're going to be exiled. We're going to be kicked out of our home. We're not going to choose to leave. You're going to be forced out of your home. How would that feel for you? Maybe that's happened to you. You've been forced out of your home. There's something of a, uh, when we're displaced from where we call home or where we want to be that can shake the foundations of who we are. It can shake the foundations of our faith. And that's where the Jewish people were here. Jeremiah says, you are going to be kicked out of your home. And while you are kicked out, this is where I want to pick up in this, in this story. While you are kicked out of your home, here's some advice I'm going to give you. So in this situation, you're out of your home, you're out of the place that you call home, your element, your safe place. And here's how he tells the Jewish people, here's how he tells the people to approach life while they are in exile. Here's how he tells them how to approach life while they are kicked out of their home. Watch this. So this is Jeremiah 29. This is a letter to the the Jewish people. Jeremiah 29, and we're going to read verses 4 through 7. Watch this. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says to all the captives he has exiled to Babylon from Jerusalem. All the exiles. They've been kicked out of their home. Here's what he says. Build homes and plan to stay. Plant gardens and eat the food they produce. Marry and have children. Then find spouses for them that you may have many grandchildren. Multiply. Do not dwindle away. And work for the peace and prosperity of the city where I sent you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, for its welfare will determine your welfare. There is a bunch of juice in there to break down. So watch this. I'm kicking you out of your home. You can't be, you can't live where you're going to live anymore. And while I'm kicking you out, here's the advice I'm going to give you. Build a house. Plan to stay. Right? Be there. What is more permanent than planting a garden? That'll take weeks, years. I don't even know how gardens work. Have children, have grandchildren. Nothing says I'm going to be here for a while than planning for your grandchildren. And then I I love this part. I love this part. I I have such a a deep place in my heart for the city of San Marcos. And this made me just feel like San Marcos because I'm not originally from here. But this part right here where he says, work for the peace and prosperity of the city where I sent you into exile. Not only am I kicking you out of your home, you're going to be out of your home. This new place you're going to be. I want you to work for the prosperity of that city. I want you to make that city better than it was before you got there. What an encouraging message to give somebody who who, who is going to be out of their home. Now, if you're in this exile, if you're one of the people being exiled, 
you might be thinking, I don't want to build a home in this city where I'm not from, in this city where I'm not comfortable. I don't want to plant a garden. I don't want to raise my family here. What I want, what I want is to be back home. <laughs> right? But here's what Jeremiah is saying, and I'm going to put this word in. He's saying, decide to be home here. And here's how you're going to decide. Build a house. Plant a garden. Hang the photos up on the wall. Have children. Have grandchildren. Make your city better. Because later on, he says, after the exile is over, the exile won't last forever, and then you'll be back in your holy land. Then God will say, okay, then you're, you're good to come back. But he doesn't say, since it's temporary, just do the bare minimum. Since it's temporary, just do a little bit over there. He says, it, it, it might be temporary, but I want you to be there. And I'm inspired by this for my life, and, and this is what I, I want to invite you to be thinking about in your life, is where in your life do you feel like something is temporary? You can say, you know what? I'm going to decide to be there. I don't love my job, but it is my job, and I'm grateful for the money it makes me, so I'm going to be there this week. I'm going to put in the effort. I don't need to love it. You don't, it doesn't need to be the home that you want, but it can be the home you decide. See how that challenges you? It challenges you and your faith. You can be home when you decide to be. Now, when you decide to be home, when you decide to be home, you set yourself up for growth. What do I mean by that? When you decide to be home, you set yourself up for growth. In the same way, let's go back to you and I are at dinner, we're hanging out. And there's always that moment before we order food where we we're talking a little bit, but we all know that at some point the server's going to come up and they're going to want some decisions. And so there's always a little piece of me, and I might, I might overthink things, and I, you know, I'll admit that. There's always a little piece of me that I don't want to get too dip, deep into a conversation before we order food. Does anybody else feel that way? Is that just me? I don't want to get too deep into something because I feel like, well, hold on. They're, they're going to be coming soon, and I know I'm going to want a Coke Zero if they have it, or Diet Coke is fine. Diet Pepsi, bring me water. No offense if you work for Diet Pepsi. They're going to want to know what we want to eat. They're going to want appetizers. So for me, in my mind, I feel like, can we make some of these decisions now so we can really sit down and enjoy our time together at dinner? Now, I'm not saying you need to think that way. It is the way I think. And so it makes me think, what if I applied this to my faith? What if you applied this to your faith? Maybe it's not a place or a person, but where you are in your faith. I think sometimes it can be, we can have this thought of like, I wish, I wish I was further along in my faith. Or you see people around you, and you're like, wow, they have faith. If I could have faith like them, I would probably have an easier time in life. It's so easy for this person to pray. It's so easy for this person to read the Bible. It's so easy for this person to give. It's so easy for this person to serve. And we look at that and say, I wish I were further along in my faith so I could do these things without complaining or without any issue like these people do. But what if... I said, be where you are in your faith today and love it. 
Decide that where you are on your journey of faith is right where you need to be. You're not behind. You're not too far ahead. You're right exactly where you need to be. You know what happens when we do that? When we decide to be there, we decide to be present in that moment. Now we are ready for growth because we have decided to be exactly where we are. If we want to jump too far ahead and we wish we were something else, it's so difficult to grow from where we are because we're not even acknowledging where we are. But when you decide that this is home, it changes the way you approach everything else. When you decide to be present at work, it changes the way you approach your work. When you, if you're in a relationship or a friendship and you say, well, this is a friendship for now, this is a relationship for now, if you decide, even if it's not forever, I want to put my effort into this relationship. Everything changes about the way you approach the person. Everything changes about the patience that you have. That's what I want for you. That's what I want for me. Not to be unrealistic and think everything has to be permanent, everything has to be forever, because it's not about permanent or forever. It's about where you are in this moment. These are powerful words we see here in Jeremiah 29, 4 through 7. Because while they're in the middle of being kicked out of their home, they're being asked to decide to love where they live. They are being asked to decide to grow where they live. To grow their families, to grow their faith, to grow their relationships, to grow the city that they're in. So I don't know where you are in your faith. I'm not sure what challenges you're facing this week, this month, this year. But what I want you to take away from today is what, how, how could your life change if you said, I'm going to decide to be home. I'm going to decide for this to be home. I'm going to decide to be here. Something in my, in my life personally, I was born in Santa Fe, New Mexico, lived in New Mexico until I was around 9 or 10, and then we moved to San Antonio, Texas. So I did a lot of my growing and learning and a lot of my mistakes in Texas. And from San Antonio, I put all my eggs in one basket and said, I want to go to UT Austin. And they were like, your scores aren't high enough. And that was very hurtful. And so it was the last minute. And I said, is there any school <laughs> willing to let someone like me in? And SWT was like, come on in, soldier. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, well, whatever. I'll go to SWT. <laughs> How old is this guy? <laughs> uh, me and LBJ were at a couple of some of the same classes together. I was like, yeah, I'll go to Texas State. It was SWT. I'll go to Texas State until I can get my scores to where they need to be to go to UT. And I'll just be wildly jealous of every one of my friends that got to go to UT Austin. That's how I felt. And then at some point, 
I couldn't even tell you the exact point. At some point, I felt like there are a lot of places I could live. There are some places I have lived. But I want Sam Marcus to be home. I think it was when, you know, Amber, my wife, when we got married, we uh, got an apartment in New Braunfels. And I've already prayed for forgiveness for that a bunch of times. We lived in New Braunfels for six months. And we broke our lease because I was like, babe, we got to get back to San Marcos. It's only 12 miles up the road, but everybody knows it makes a huge difference. From here to the other side of town makes a huge difference, especially with traffic now, am I right? When I decided that I wanted this place to be home, I bought a house, raised my family. I did not plant a garden. But what I did do is when it was time to decide to build a church, I said, well, there's only one city I want to build a church in. There's only one city that I want to grow my faith in. There's only one city that I want to see people grow their faith. And I want to make this city better by being here, by us being here. So maybe that's for you. Maybe it's San Marcos. Maybe it's a community. Maybe it's your job. Maybe it's a relationship. But for this week, if you said, I'm going to decide to do this, I'm going to decide to be here, what changes for you? How does it change the way you approach your faith, your relationship, your life? Things change, things shift when we decide. Our approach changes when we decide. So that's what I'm going to challenge you with today is to make a decision. Maybe it's going to be a big, difficult decision. Maybe it's just a small decision. Maybe for you at lunch, I want you to decide within 30 seconds what you want. 20 seconds, 10 seconds. Just go like this. And whatever's on the menu, that's what you're getting. What's the big deal? If you don't like it, send it back. And I'm sure you'll be fine. You'll have another meal in a couple hours anyway. But I want you to see that as a way that we can approach our faith differently. That's what I want for you. That's what I want for me is I want your faith to grow. I want my faith to grow. And there's a few different ways our faith can grow. One is challenges and doubt. I think challenges and doubt really make room for our faith to grow. But I know our faith can grow if we say, here's where our faith is right now. And I'm going to decide to go from here forward. Not wish I was further along or, or, or wishing for the faith I used to have, but saying this is where I am now and I'm going to move forward from here now. I'm going to make that decision today. If you could, close your eyes and bow your heads for a moment. I want to pray for us this morning. In the spirit of today's message, I want you to make a decision today. So with your eyes closed, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand in a moment. Now, I want you to raise your hand if you are willing to take the challenge today that at some point this week, you will make a decision, a decision to be home, a decision to be present in that moment, whether it's a, a person or, or a place or a situation. So I want you to raise your hand if you're willing to take that challenge. On the count of three, put your hand up. One, two, three, put it up real quick. 
Well, all you're saying, you're saying to yourself is, I'm going to challenge myself to make a decision this week. Okay, put your hands down. Let's pray. God, we are so grateful for what you have done, for what you're doing, for what you will do. We thank you for the hope that you give us. We thank you for being a God who provides us a home spiritually, provides a home for our faith. God, we're grateful to to be the kind of people where we can decide that somewhere is home, and when we decide that, we grow. I pray that we would have the same spirit that we read here today in Jeremiah, that wherever we are, even if it's somewhere that we have been kicked out of, wherever we are, we can choose to make it home. Because home is where you are. Home is where our faith is in you. I pray that we would be bold and brave this week as we make decisions that might be difficult for our life. Give us the peace and patience that we need to have with ourselves if we make mistakes in those decisions. I pray that we wouldn't let mistakes or wrong decisions stop us from building our faith in you. We love you, God, and we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows.